0: it's another week of play-by-play right here on lsu gold joined with kent Lowe. i'm chris blair thanks to our friends at the advocate providing uh each week's program and kent we got a lot to get to that seems to be the story each week that we come in and do this show but that's a good thing uh, but i also want to want to mention that the advocate again making this all possible and don't forget uh, you can catch uh, Kent's uh, bowling column uh, in The Advocate. Get, every, update us on when that is.
1: Every other Tuesday. You just have to figure out which Tuesday <laughs> is every other. But uh, every other Tuesday, my bowling column.
0: All right. Let's take a look at uh, some of the action. I'm going to start with uh, Coach Hudson, who was our guest last week, talking about LSU soccer. Had a big, dramatic win, exciting win over Mizzou at home, 2-1. to one. Lost a tough match, uh, got off to a really, really good start, but they dropped to Mississippi State 3-2. to They'll get uh, basically a week off. They'll be back to SEC play coming up this Sunday, 1 o'clock. At LSU Soccer Stadium, I believe it's Kentucky I think coming that's to right. town. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, so check that out. Be on the lookout great, there.
1: Great match uh, Thursday night, big crowd over at the, the Soccer Complex. Uh, rallied in the final minutes to win that to go to two and zero in the league, and then just a tough one last on Sunday night, two uh, two at the half, and then the the winner for state came on a penalty kick and like the. 85th, 84th minute, somewhere in there. But uh, tough loss, but uh, I'm sure one she can use for some lessons going into this week with a full week to prepare.
0: Yeah, so they'll prepare this week, then take on Kentucky again at the soccer complex. Uh, coming your way Sunday at 1 o'clock. So make plans to join LSU soccer this weekend. Let's talk about Coach Tanya Johnson, LSU volleyball, coming off really a great week, winning two of their three matches, uh, two wins over ranked teams, started against Arkansas. Then they traveled. uh, Arkansas was at home. Then they traveled to the Bluegrass to take on Kentucky in back-to-back matches. We talked uh, last week, Arkansas solid program. Kentucky, one of the top programs in the country. And uh, winning two out of three. Came up short in the final match to the Wildcats uh, on Sunday, but an excellent weekend for Coach Johnson. And yeah, company.
1: the the Arkansas match, they were down. LSU was down like 12 to 4 early, and you're just like, oh, they're not able to get it going. And Arkansas was playing well. A nationally ranked team comes in. But LSU just hung tough, hung around, kind of got Arkansas in the third set out of their set system and LSU was able to do a lot of good things in that match to win in five at home and it carried over to Kentucky which you're right former national champion not too long ago highly ranked and to win one of those two is really big for this program and now uh are back at home this weekend for a couple of matches Friday and Saturday, so chance to carry some more of that momentum back home here.
0: Yeah, again, want to check out LSU Volleyball. Tickets available, Ticks.net. They'll host Ole Miss inside the Merrill Center, 7 o'clock Friday, and again, 6 o'clock On Saturday, so check out LSU Volleyball. Time now, to Kent, to uh, get us an update on uh, LSU golf. How's the golf teams doing?
1: Women's golf uh, finished fourth in the uh, Mason Rudolph Championships at the Vanderbilt Legends Club. Uh, Ingrid Lindblad finished uh, seventh in that event. That was her, Chris, 25th top 10 finish in her career at LSU, and it ties her with Christy Coates, who played back in the early 90s for the most top 10s by an LSU women's golfer in program history. So uh, that could fall very soon, uh, as Ingrid (laughs) will obviously have more top 10s. But uh, another uh, spot in the record book uh, occupied by Ingrid Lindblad. But Tigers did well, had a couple of under-par rounds, and – Good uh, halfway through their fall season and uh, done well so far. The men are playing as we speak in the SEC match play event, which is hosted by Jerry Pate in Vestavia, and uh, we'll see how those results finish out later in the week.
0: Yeah, we'll update you on next week's show. Um, yeah, we played football. Too, yes, we did. And we uh, hung a shutout on New Mexico at Tiger Stadium on Saturday night. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. We, we found out after the fact, thanks to the great people here at LSU Gold, uh, the content producers, that Coach Brian Kelly, before the game, was saying, hey, guys, we're striving for a shutout. Uh, And lo and behold, the Tigers defense goes out and does that. Not only do they hold New Mexico scoreless, uh, which is the first shutout for LSU since 2018, they beat uh, Southeastern 31 to nothing, but they allow just two first downs. uh, Two. I mean,
1: that's what's just (laughs) amazing to me. Two first downs. In
0: 1947 against arkansas in the cotton bowl which i think has been referred to as the ice, ice bowl. bowl yeah they they held arkansas to one first down but that's wow. that's going back a few years 1947. they also only allowed the lobos to run 33 plays from scrimmage which is the fewest by an lsu opponent since 1962 when they held the wildcats to just 33 plays new mexico this is not a trend they want to continue but this is the uh, It tied the fewest plays allowed on offense by this LSU defense since uh, Minnesota held New Mexico to just 33 plays back on September 1st. Um, The LSU offense got off to a great start, Kent, something that Coach Kelly has been talking about. There's been games a la Florida State, even in the win over Mississippi State, where the offense was a little slow out of the gate and then. Then sped things up, got a little more consistent in the second half. They missed opportunities to put points on the board early. Uh, some some costly penalties backed up one particular drive, but it wasn't a lack of of coming out of the gate slow. They they were ready to move. They were running tempo. They had the Lobos defense pretty worn out by the time they got to halftime. Um, and again, they outgained New Mexico by 545 yards, which Todd Politz and Patrick Wright were burning up the internet. <laughs> Uh, down the stretch there in that game. It is the second largest differential in total offense by a Tiger team uh, going back to Rice in 1977. Uh, They outgained Rice 746 to 78. And, oh, by the way, Steve Ensminger was the quarterback who threw for four touchdowns in that game. That may have been the
1: 77 to nothing game or something like that. Yes, it was.
0: Yep, 77 to nothing was uh, the Tigers were were feeling pretty good that day.
1: You know, the the main takeaways to me from this game was you played pretty well, you did what you wanted to do, and unless – Coach Kelly said something at the the press conference on Monday, no real, do serious injuries that people didn't already know about. So those are non-conference game like that. You want to have success. You want to be able to play some players. And you want to come out of there with no new injuries, and I think all those things were accomplished.
0: Yeah, during the press conference, just to recap, he did say Jaden Daniels, who checked out. We were told, Gordy Rush was told on the sideline in the second half, that if they needed, which they didn't, uh, they could bring Jaden back out. He, he had some lower back issues after taking a hard uh, hard fall after a tackle, but apparently he's going to be 100% going into the Auburn game this Saturday. Um, again, Major Burns, we were told, going to be several weeks before he'll be back, which is a tough loss, obviously, at the safety position. Um, but overall, I think pretty healthy going yeah. into Uh, the teeth of the SEC schedule, which will come up. And one of the things that I took away from the game, again, second great performance by this defense, great scheme uh, dialed up by Matt House, the defensive coordinator, and then just great execution with new guys in new positions based on some injuries. B.J. Ogilari did not play. Uh, as we mentioned, Major Burns, Jay Ward did not play. I thought the defense executed uh, exceptionally well, but offensively, there were times in that first half, Kent, where they had such a rhythm offensively, and they were rotating that deep receiver room. You know, we were seeing obviously uh, Brian Thomas had a big night, Chris Hilton had a big night, Malik Neighbors another fantastic night, Jack Besh involved early. He had yeah. a big night catching the football. Kyron Lacy was big in the game. Uh, Jeray Jenkins continue. I mean, you're talking about four, five, yeah. six receivers, and they really had a good rhythm. I thought Coach Denbrock and the offensive staff of of utilizing those guys, inserting certain combinations, taking them out. We they really looked like they had a good rhythm.
1: And it had to be good for his mind, but also for the coach's mind for Garrett Nussmeyer. Yes. to come back in and have a very solid. Performance, no real mistakes, very steady, you know, workmanlike performance, and that had to please a lot of people.
0: Yeah, I mean, he he put together several touchdown drives after coming in for Jaden Daniels, and, you know, as Coach Kelly said, he had a rough outing against Southern, and he frankly said, this is why you got to love Coach Kelly. Yeah, he, he made some mistakes. He made some decisions, but he might have been pressing a little bit. You know, how much time am I going to get out there? He gets in mop-up sure. time against Southern. He's trying to make some plays. They had a conversation about, hey, if it's not there, don't force it. Let the game come to you. And I thought on Saturday against arguably a much better defense in New Mexico that he let the game come to him, and that's the Garrett Nussmeyer we've come to know and love. And that's why I think you got to feel yeah. good in the event you have to use uh, Nuss uh, he and, shows you what he can do with the football. And some
1: of the running plays, especially in the second half, for big gains, those were those were nice to see. The
0: gelling of the offensive yeah. line. I think they like this this rotation they've got now. Uh, again, those two freshman tackles are impressive and are only going to get better. And then kudos to the running backs. Glad you mentioned that because I thought Armani Goodwin, who also is questionable at this moment for the Auburn game after uh, having a, a slight injury. But he ran the ball well. Noah Kane ran the ball well. Good to see John Emery getting that rust off. Uh, and see what he can do out there. And then Josh Williams, good old steady Josh Williams. You know what you're going to get from him. And once again, he performs, did a great job in pass protection, by the way, as well. So all around, special teams, not perfect yet, but – Incrementally better. Uh, Jack Bash handling the punts. Coach Kelly said today during his press conference, he's he's just so aggressive that you know sometimes we need him to make decisions, but he is absolutely fearless. So that's great for a punt returner and uh, also Chris Hilton uh, receiving kicks. So I think all in all it was a is a good win for LSU and a and a good tune up. I hate nothing against New Mexico, yeah, but a yeah. good tune up for this next month, which uh, pretty brutal schedule coming up. Ready to go to Auburn? Uh, yeah, ready to get between the field goal the the posts and in the end zone and see half the field and uh, watch the rest of the game on the monitor. But uh, no, it's always exciting. And I'll tell you this, before we go to break, by the way, Kelly Zinn, uh, executive deputy AD for LSU athletics. we a pleasure. We're going to have her on the show before we get to her. Um, the one thing about Auburn, a lot of trouble, a lot of noise around that program. They're down to their third quarterback due to injuries to TJ Finley. Not sure if he'll be available this week or not, Uh, uh, Calzada decides to have the surgery and shut the season down, uh, was the backup. But after they won over Missouri, and it wasn't a pretty game, took overtime to beat a bad Mizzou team, 17-14, but that locker room was lit. Yeah. So you get a team that has their back against the wall. They feel that their coach is in the crosshairs, and you got to play at night at Jordan-Hare. It's no Tiger Stadium, don't get me wrong, but still a team that feels like their backs against the wall they usually come out swinging that's why you have to play at a top-notch level regardless of what Auburn's done and by the way they are 3-1 and and 1-0 in the SEC but oh, I uh, think that I Tigers got to be ready I think that's a very fair
1: point I mean this team is certainly you know they know what those players know what's going on with their coach and I mean if they're wanting to play for him like it seemed to appear in the, the locker room after the game they can be very, very dangerous.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, what have they got to lose? Yeah, Let exactly. it all hang out. Exactly. And they would love to do it against yeah, LSU. no kidding. And that is one of those games that goes back decades that just expect the unexpected when yeah, those two teams exactly. play, whether it's here in Baton Rouge or certainly over on the plains at Jordan-Hare. All right, we're going to take a timeout, we'll step aside. We come back again. It's play-by-play presented by our friends at The Advocate. We've got Kelly Zinn, uh, the chief executive – no, executive deputy – and also, the COO. Lots of things. COO. At LSU Athletics. We are thrilled to have her and she's going to join us next right after this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome in everybody. We continue on this week's play-by-play Play, and as we told you earlier excited to have it and Kent you know you and I a little little behind the scenes here. Selfishly we've been asking for this guest for a while. Yes. Unfortunately she's been pretty busy since getting uh, feet on the ground here in Baton Rouge but it is a pleasure to welcome our Executive Deputy Athletic Director and Chief Operating Officer. Officer LSU Athletics Kelly's in Kelly. I said we've been we've been waiting for you to be here. We're super excited that you've joined us today.
2: Well, thank you so much. And had I known you were waiting so anxiously, (laughs) I would have moved you to the top of the list. So good to be here. We know
0: we know know you're busy. Yeah, they told us you're busy, busy, and we were like, yeah, that that probably makes sense. Speaking of, uh, we all don't have the benefit, and I say this all the time with Kent, my uh, co-host. I mean, he's got every. Fact, all kinds of LSU information right between his ears you and I both moving here from different locations, we had to immediately immerse ourselves into all that we can. How has that process been for you since you arrived here in Baton Rouge?
2: It's been busy, um, but in the best of ways. You know, everybody has been so gracious with their time and helping me to get up to speed. And so I've had the opportunity to really fully immerse myself into things and it's been a fantastic, I think I'm in week seven now. So it's been a really good (laughs) six to seven weeks in Baton Rouge.
0: people were they excited that you were coming. again, your your, your background speaks of, of how you've risen uh, and really had a great career up to this point with so much more to come. But when you get here to Baton Rouge and you take over this role, I don't know if we have enough time for you to talk about everything you're involved in, but it is um, it's, it's a busy job. like if you explain to somebody what you do here at LSU, how do you explain it?
2: Yeah, uh, well, and that would be, it would take us a little bit more time than probably what we have today. You know, everything, uh, every day is a a little bit different, but also a little bit of the same. And so right now, um, what's been taking place is I spend a lot of my time in meetings. Um, And so at some point, you figure out how to carve out a little bit more time to roll up your sleeves and and get to work on some things to really move some stuff forward. Um, My evenings and weekends are spent there because I'm trying to spend my time really getting around to know as many people. Um, to get in front of our coaches, our unit heads primarily, get a really good grasp of the department. Try not to overreact to things um, too quickly and understand what's going on before we can really get into some stuff Um, but in my role really everything funnels um, through this area to have oversight of the department in the way and all of our sports to make sure things are really running well here at LSU. Um, Really strong tradition of success, um, one that obviously I was extremely attracted to and so I see my job as one as making sure we keep it at the highest level possible, helping to eliminate barriers in order to um, be be successful and just really achieve results and have a great experience for everyone, really. Student athletes, coaches, fans, you name it, that's how I see my role.
1: Let's go back a little ways in your life, if we could. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if any man or woman as a child goes jeez i want to be a deputy athletic director <laughs> uh, or, you know how did you when did the desire to get involved in something like athletic administration mm-hmm come across your mind
2: yeah um, well that was uh, quite a long time ago in my days at West Virginia University um, so I'll paint a little bit of a picture I, I a small hometown girl I grew up in a place Petersburg West Virginia which is about a population of less than 3,000 um, but was a pretty good athlete and and what I didn't realize going into college is I was probably a pretty good athlete in in at Petersburg High School and growing up through Um, things there in in Petersburg as a result of not too much competition right (laughs) and so you have a little bit of the misbelief that you can probably do more went into West Virginia University um, hoping to walk on the tennis team there and realized pretty quickly that I was in no way shape or form prepared to take the court as a Mountaineer Um, and so I had to chart a different path um, one that to be honest with you I really struggled to kind of find my place that first year something I'm grateful for for now because I don't think that's unique to a lot of students and even potentially student athletes Um, but really quickly realized I was um, very much connected in my heart um, to the world of sports and so through the course of a journey there of trying to find my place not being an athlete I had an academic advisor who said are you aware Um, we have a sport management degree Um, changed my major to for the third time um, (laughs) to find my way into a path of athletics um um, and and thankfully, that happened for me there. And so it was really kind of a void that existed in my life that had been a, a, a piece of it for so long. And so I changed my major, um, ended up in the College of Physical Activity and Sports Sciences at West Virginia University. And now here I am.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow. You know, I was, again, touches on it a little bit. And I mentioned <laughs> that uh, when I look at uh, you arriving here at LSU, kind of a meteoric rise. I mean, you've really been successful at every place you've been. finishing your college days I know spent some time in the Big East office Mm -hmm. and then of course at your alma mater Uh, Trailblazer in fact uh, I think started in uh, correct me if I'm wrong compliance Mm -hmm. and then uh, assistant AD at that time then uh, deputy AD and then interim AD for the first time ever at at West Virginia University so again plenty of experience your hands have been in in multiple roles uh, at the power five level What was it about LSU? Because I imagine you were very comfortable at West Virginia as I said your alma mater your home state what was it about LSU that said this is an opportunity I can't pass up?
2: Yeah well and I have to get a give a lot of credit um, there to Scott Woodward obviously um, you know Scott and I actually did not know one another uh, but we knew a number of the same people folks who had been instrumental in my career um, that had a strong relationship with Scott and so it was actually um, the day that the announcement went out that Stephanie was leaving I got a call from one of those guys and he said you would be great for that job would you happen to have any interest in it um, and he knew of my time at West Virginia University um, you know I had found myself in a place there where professionally um, I kind of felt as if I had done everything that I could have done in that role and I think that happens sometimes when you spend that much time at one place I'm so grateful for it um, but one that professionally I, there was a little bit more out there obviously on the horizon and while I certainly Would have never expected um, even... Three four months ago to be sitting here with you guys, uh, that call came in and there were a couple people who actually reached out to me who I knew. Then thereafter was talking with Scott, um, and so I got a call from Scott one afternoon and he said a lot of the people who I'm a big fan of um, is a part of your fan club, and so let's talk and get to know each other a little bit. And about an hour and a half later, I hung up the phone and my next call was to my husband and I said, hold. Holy moly, you're not going to get <laughs> guess, um, but I just spent um, 90 minutes with the athletics director at LSU, um, and this might be something for us, and and the passion that he had for it was something that, even as a fan following it and being at least somewhat close to it over the years, um, was something that really spoke to me, and I was so excited, and and immediately it just become, became an interest of mine that I think every minute leading up to the moment where the job was offered, um, I thought about it in some way, shape, or form. And so it was an easy sell for me, um, but personally, my husband and I had a situation at West Virginia that was about as perfect as it could get, and so I needed to convince him um, to feel the same way, and he didn't have the luxury of speaking with Scott and hearing about all that passion and everything that we were hoping to accomplish here and my opportunity to be a part of it. Um, And thankfully, that ended up being a pretty easy sell for him as well.
1: So what have you, what has surprised you about this campus, Louisiana, obviously the food, the traditions, what's kind of surprised you when you came in here.
2: Yeah, um uh, that's a great question. Oh my gosh, I could come up with so many <laughs> random things to answer that. Um well, I mean, obviously, you know, I knew of the storied history and the passion and energy that existed from it. You can you can see that from afar. Um to feel that, right? In its truest form, um was something that I don't know that I was necessarily surprised about, but I certainly loved. Um I would say well, oh, one surprise is how Widely accepted, um, various shades of purple are mm-hmm. <laughs> to the LSU fan base. Yep. Um, had I known that before I got down here, I wouldn't have spent in as nearly as much time scouring the internet um, <laughs> to supplement my wardrobe. I had the gold and and the yellow covered, but the purple I, I had to spend some time on. And and so you know, I chuckled about that a little bit. I think it comes from from a standpoint of you know I'm coming. Coming from a school where you had to be careful about your blue, um, yep. and so there was a very specific navy there. You didn't want to want to run the risk of wearing UNC colors or Kentucky, um, or or worse, you know that other school that also <laughs> has um, some blue and and yellow in it. Um, so so that was a nice pleasant surprise. Um, my love for Torchy's Tacos um, is one that surprises me. And the proximity to my office um, has been incredible. So I spend quite a time at, at Torchy's.
1: You know, um, I like her even more now.
0: Yeah. Huh? I, you know, I was going to say, you know, we, we've got limited time with you. And, and Kent and I, again, working inside the administration building, it doesn't take long. You can be in the building. 10, 15 minutes, less than an hour, and you realize the number of things that are moving at light speed mm-hmm. um, and that you and, 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 and those in charge really have to deal with on a daily basis. My first athletic director who hired me years ago, he said, never a dull moment. He said, that's mm-hmm. the only thing you need to know about working in college <laughs> athletics. And it was certainly true. Big picture items. I know we could, again, sit here for a long time, but for LSU fans out there, what what are some of the things, whether it be from a conference standpoint, obviously a, a lot of talk here of late of, of super conferences and conferences continue mm-hmm. to grow, but what are some of the big picture items moving forward that you think we're all going to hear about Uh, as part of the constituency of LSU
2: yeah you know I I think there are a number of things we could talk about there one obviously is our infrastructure Um, you know the the road to championships is always under construction right and we've made obviously some significant progress here um, but a big one is the PMAC and and what's going to go into that and getting that that building and that venue to a place where where what we expect here at LSU Um, we've got obviously two great coaches. um, that have been hired and they've assembled a cast of folks around them um, to really do some great things here at LSU and not just for the benefit of basketball but volleyball as well and a number of other groups and so you'll see a number of things coming down the pipeline um, for that specifically Uh, the hot topic at the moment you know uh, all across the country but obviously now something extremely important to me to make sure we're well positioned in the future both short term and long term is name image and likeness Um, you know we've got a great asset in Taylor Jacobs over in the athletics department. She's done an incredible job um, but I work closely with her to make sure we're in a place where we've had a ton of support in that area now it's how do we sustain that what are we doing to position everything in a way both externally and internally so our student athletes can capitalize on that um, both from a recruiting standpoint and their experience here. So the conference stuff is one you're going to continue to obviously hear about and um, the 12 team playoff and how that impacts things what's the timing of that when does that occur uh, so a number of things there that obviously short term are on our radar um, but decisions and things that are happening which obviously have a really big long-term impact on LSU
1: is is Nil the the most revolutionary thing you've <laughs> seen in your years at the top of athletic administration
2: that's one word for it,
1: <laughs> um, it oh, that was the only word I...
2: <laughs> yeah you know I, I mean it is it's significant. Um, and I think the the one that you know so often um you don't know how many layers can exist and how it's going to evolve and what it's actually going to look like in the years ahead um and so there's some question marks there uh but one that 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 we're going to work really closely with to make sure that we're best positioned for whatever that may be right is that something where in the future it's 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 housed more internal internally um does it stay within the collective group are there individuals individuals who contribute to it. Um, You know, there's a whole host of things I think that can happen there, Um, but our job is to maximize where we're at right now today and for tomorrow and then be ready to work on that and chart a different path if we have to here in the future.
0: You know, we had uh, had the pleasure of having Taylor Jacobs on the program early on and, and, you know, she talked about Uh, And one of the things that stood out to me, and I've heard Scott mention this a few times, we've heard Coach Kelly mention this a few times, that the NIL space certainly is, it's kind of a new frontier, Mm -hmm. uh, but that LSU wants to go about it, not necessarily what everybody else does over here but making sure we do it our way we do it right and I thought Taylor was excellent on the show on how important that is not just for her but for the entire athletic department as a whole.
2: Oh 100% and I think when you can do that um, not only does it make a difference for you in the world of recruiting um, but it also just makes a difference here of what we're able to do and what we're able to achieve because when it fits together well um, there's nothing better for that than to breed success.
0: Well again uh, I had a chance to meet her husband this past weekend yeah, and guess so what did I, yes. guess what mm-hmm. I think he's a sports radio fan. Oh there we he go. Li- I think he likes the radio so okay. I was like all right yes. <laughs> well
2: it, uh, going back to to the the process and 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 of course trying to figure out again it, this was a pretty easy decision for me and it was very quickly I went home one evening um, after we had talked about it and been talking about it and I walked in and he's sitting in our living room and he's watching um the lsu spring game from, <laughs> from from this past year and in that moment i looked at the television i said all right he's all in
0: <laughs> well it was great to meet him and it's been great to meet you and uh, again we're thrilled to have you here and already making an impact uh that is felt and seen within the athletic department um kelly it's a pleasure thanks to for coming on we hope to have you on here again yeah but, absolutely. Ken, i know she's super busy she's got to get back to work but thanks for stopping by.
2: Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, guys. Absolute pleasure.
0: Kelly Zinn has been our guest this week on Play by Play. I want to thank our friends at The Advocate. They provide the opportunity for Kent and I to interview some of the great people that work here at LSU Athletics. Hope to have you back here next week. We'll update you on what's happening with Tiger Athletics and another special guest on Play by Play. So long, everybody. <laughs>